All right. I'm sure you have enjoyed the music tonight just as I have. And Eric, thank you so much for that song. And Jaira, God will what? Provide. And so uh, as I saw some of the music for today and know what I had in mind of speaking about tonight, it seems like God kind of orchestrates some things. And so I'm, that makes me feel really good when I stand up here. And so hopefully you can glean some things tonight. Matt Ashley said that she wanted to be the first one on that list for, for that financial peace class. She's ready to go. She has some points she wants to share, so she's looking forward to that. So uh, keep that in mind, okay? Mark chapter number four, if you'll turn your Bibles there. Be still. So uh, I was unaware of this, so as far as coming into today, that Iredale County Schools are going back. I am a principal at Heritage Christian in Hudson. We started about a week and a half ago. And uh, boy, those, uh, how many of you does that affect? Let me see, let me see a hand again. Who does that affect? Okay, coming back, going back tomorrow, okay. Uh, what I see every year and, and what I look forward to kind of watching is the ones that are entering for the first time and the ones that are exiting for the last time. And you watch the parents with the K-5 kids and Boy, that can be a whole just saga right there as they come in the school and they're kind of leading them like they're taking their something like to slaughter somewhere. And they're going and then the, you get the, the look and they turn and they look and mom looks again and they're, I, I, it's, it's hilarious to watch sometimes, but I get it. I know that's a tough time, okay? And then you got the other spectrum where you've got 12th graders and they're like, get out of school, I mean, it's a total change. So I, I get all of it. I, so, uh, and so I know those are some unique times. And so uh, sometimes we need to take a breath in some chaotic times. Maybe that's tomorrow for you, all right? And, uh, and we're going to look at a story and, and see what God says about taking a breath and being still just for a few minutes. Let's read our passage and we'll have a word of prayer. Mark chapter number Four in verse number 35, you are familiar with the story on the, Jesus on the Sea of Galilee. The context is this. Jesus has been preaching the day. Uh, it's been a revival Sunday, all right? He has been at it parable after parable. He's been teaching. He makes his way uh, to his disciples. He gets on a boat, and that's where we find the dialogue in verses 35 through 41. Let's read it, then we'll pray. And the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitudes, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And here it is. There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, Asleep on a pillow. All right, did you hear what I said? He was asleep on what the Bible says, a pillow. And the, he didn't miss a beat. All right, it's you on Sunday afternoon. All right, and you've got the slobber coming. All right, he's asleep. They had to wake him up. And they said to him, Master, do you not, carest thou not? We're going to die. We're going to perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. The wind ceased. There was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? 
How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this passage of Scripture, God. I pray that you would help us to draw from it tonight, God, just exactly what you want us to. All of us are in different situations. we got different things going on in life. Some of us are in a valley. Some of us are on a mountaintop. Some of us are, Lord, we're just in the depths of despair. The, the beauty of that, Lord, is I don't need to know, but you do. And that's where I hope tonight, God, you can meet the need in each, every one of our lives here. God, speak to us. Lord, be gracious to us tonight. As Eric just sang about, Lord, we're so thankful for that. Lord, give us your help in this next few minutes. Your name we do pray. Amen. Storms. Something about a, uh, a storm is so unpredictable. You've heard of it before, and I have too. There's a section of our country in the Midwest, uh, parts of Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, some of those areas. You probably know what it's called. Tornado what? Alley. Tornado alley. And storms pop up here. That t- uh, ter- uh, term was actually coined about 1952. But the unique thing about this is one of the strongest storms that ever took place in this particular part of the country was in 1925. A particular tornado left a path of destruction that was 220 miles long. It left more than 700 people dead. 2,000 were injured. And get this. Now, this is 1925. $16 million was done in property damage. Tornado Alley. Storms can be a scary occurrence, just the physical aspect. The, the, the thunder is loud. The lightning can pop and scare you. But this is the thing about a storm. As soon as it starts, not too long after it's over, and as we've seen this summer, the sun can come back out. It gets hot and humid again, and the storm is gone. And as we see this passage, I kind of see the disciples, and as they're going across this lake of Galilee, Christ has been preaching all day long. He falls asleep, and they roll up on this storm, and they are absolutely scared to death, and it's chaotic on the boat. They're looking to Jesus. Where is he at? Come touch this thing. What are we going to do? And he says, peace, be still. How can we get just a little bit of peace in our life in chaotic times? When's the last time you said, you turned around in the car, be still, all right? You're at the dinner table and you're trying to eat and your kids want this, want that, stop, be still. We've done it probably this week sometime. We've all been there, we've all done that. How can we calm some of those chaotic moments? The first thing I see in this passage as we look and finding out how we can find some stillness in our storms is number one, or letter A is this. We need to find some stillness in our journeys. Now, if you'll notice this in verse number 35, watch the language and watch how Jesus, this is amazing. Jesus knows what's going to happen, but the disciples, you see at the end, they're exceedingly afraid. But he knows what's going on. In verse number 35, it says this, let us what? What does it say, everybody? Let us what? He didn't say let us stay, did he? Jesus had a direction. He had a plan the whole time the boat ride was going on, and he was on his Serta in the back part of the ship. 
The whole time, he had a plan and he knew what was going on. In chapter number 5, verse number 1, this was the plan. It wasn't about the storm. In chapter number 5, verse number 1, it said this, And they came over unto the other side of the sea. They made it into the country of the Gadarenes. And guess who was there in verse number 2? And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. That was the whole purpose of the boat ride, was to go to the other side, to get to this particular man. It wasn't about the storm. It just happened to be a part of the plan in God, what he was doing there. So Jesus had a plan the whole time. When you, when you talk about the sea or the lake of Galilee, try to get in your mind the idea of a body of water that's about 13 miles long, 8 miles wide, and they think at this particular story, you're about 5 miles into this body of water. Now, I don't have any experience, hardly any experience with any bodies of water other than maybe a lake or a pond, except for one time. And Matt Baker was with me just a couple years ago. We went on a dolphin cruise, okay? So that sounds pretty nice, right? Dolphin cruise, okay? Go see some dolphins jumping around the water. Yeah, you know, dolphin cruise. And so we get to the water, we, we get on the boat, we're sitting there, and then this captain, everybody's excited, we're looking around at each other. This was a, supposed to be a, a family thing, and everybody's going to enjoy it, you know. And so this captain of this little vessel starts talking, and he's, everybody's laughing, and, you know, he says, no, what I've got for you here is, uh, is these bags. And he's kind of making a joke of it, you know. I've got these bags up here on the front of the part of the boat. If you need them at any time, just come get me, and everybody's laughing, not paying attention. So... We set out on our trip to go on the Dolphin Cruise. And so we head out to the Bay Area, and we're just riding around cruising. He's talking about these beautiful houses on the water. And all of a sudden, he takes this boat and full throttle slams it down. And we start spinning around like this. And I look over at Matt. I'm like, what is going on right now? The cruise just changed. <laughs> And so we, we made it out of that. We're like, okay, we, we can handle that pretty good. So once again, my journey begins on an ocean vessel. And I think, you know, what is going to happen when we get out here? If this guy just flipped us around like this, where are we going? So we get over the breakers there. We go out. We can still see the shoreline. And we get out to about a mile out, I believe it was. The boat stops and the real journey begins. All right? So we're sitting there and all of a sudden... You just get back and forth and back and forth. And so I'm standing up. Matt's standing up. We're looking over the water. Nick's with us, you know. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing, hey, Captain, where's those bags at that you were telling me about a while ago? And so he's like, somebody mentioned Dramamine. He said, it's too late. It's too late. Hang it over the side. It's not going to work. So the dolphin cruise turned into the dolphin nightmare, all right? We made it back in. That is my extent of ocean-going vessels. That's it. But as you can see there in verse number 36, it wasn't just their vessel, but watch this. There were some other ships along on the journey. And it said this um, in verse 36, there were some little ships. Now remember this. If we're, can, if we're looking at our journey in our life, all of us have a particular way that God has got us to where we are at right now. Our journey has been different. Be careful that you're not looking at somebody else's journey 
and comparing what they're doing to your journey. Don't, 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 don't get caught up in that idea. Be careful when you've got that phone out and you're flipping through all these, all these apps and looking and you think, man, they're there this week. They just bought, that's new to, if that, if that messes with you, delete it. <laughs> Be done with it. Don't let that cause you and your journey to get capsized. Make sure that you are sure on your journey. Don't, don't worry about those things. So each of us have a journey that we're on, as did these disciples, and it was a pretty rough journey for them. Let's hurry. Let's go to this one. There's stillness. Find some stillness in the journey. Be happy where God has brought you. What about this one? Stillness in your struggles. I prayed a while ago, and I, I do believe this, and it's not, it doesn't matter who's behind the, the pulpit tonight, if it was me, Andy, Matt, whoever it was. We don't know the hearts that are sitting in here. We don't know the lives. We don't know what has happened. We're going to pray about a few here in a minute. But there's some things that, that we're going through that people don't know. And sometimes people don't need to know that. Sometimes it's between you and God. I understand that. But there's sometimes, as the wellness weekend is coming up, that some people, you need to get some help. We need some, some help in those struggles. Now, here's the idea I get from this. This is not the first time that these disciples have been on the Sea of Galilee. You've got seasoned fishermen. You've got men that are used to the water. They knew about the storms. And get, get this, y'all. Storms are coming our way too. It is going to happen. What do we do? How do we find that little, that little breath in those struggles? What made this storm different? I'll show you. Look at verse number 38. He was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they said, get up, Lord, get up. And it says, Master, carest thou not that we perish? If you look in Luke 8, we won't take the time to do it, but in Luke 8, the parallel passage to this, the word jeopardy is used. The men thought they were going to die. That's a pretty deep struggle. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rough place to be in. And so sometimes we get there in our struggles. The car breaks down. The washer quits. The kids get in trouble at school, and it's like, pow, pow, wave, wade. It beats, it beats upon us. And you're like, what do we do? And I thought about an illustration that Andy gave last week in Sunday school, and he brought a box in. It was an awesome illustration. I used it at school last week. And he brought a box in. He brought a shoebox in. Some of you that will remember this. And in that shoebox was toys from his kids. And he made, of course, his Star Wars toys were in there. I think that was for Andy, not for his kids. But Star Wars, and he brought all this stuff. And he, this is good one, this is not good. And sometimes the box of our life gets full with things. And what we try to do instead of taking some of them out is we, we put more in, we put more in. And some of those things that we put in that box are not meant to be there. The Lord didn't want us to put that in our box, but you know what? We're going to fit it in anyway. And our box gets so full, we try to cram it, we try to cram it, try to cram it, and those struggles get so overwhelming. And God said, I didn't want that in your box, but it's there. We need to learn to take some of those things out of that box. And so great illustration when you're talking about those struggles in our life. Jesus' humanity, of course, 
was mentioned here. He was tired. He had a struggle in his ministry that day of being tired. He was asleep. The storm didn't wake him. He was the master of it. He knew what was going on, and he could take care of all those problems. Remember this. God permits the storms, but God also delivers from the storms as well, too. A pastor of bygone years said this about our problems. He says, what then are we to do about our problems? We must learn to live with them until such time as God delivers us from them. We must pray for grace to endure them without murmuring. Problems patiently endured will work for our, listen to this, our spiritual perfecting. They harm us only when we resist them or endure them unwillingly. They're going to come. What are you going to do with them? Do you find the stillness? Does it get chaotic? There's some, sometimes it's just a breath. It may say, I get up at 5.30 already. Get up at 5 o'clock. And you may have to just get along with this book and say, all right, God, I've got 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> Show me something. That's what it may take in those time of struggles. Even studying for this message, I found myself in a very sketchy hotel room yesterday in Greensboro in the middle of a volleyball tournament, and I'm studying, and it's like the Lord just kind of confirmed some things, and it just brought it together right in a sketchy motel in Greensboro. The stillness of what's going on in your life. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The last point for tonight is the stillness in your fears. We've looked at the stillness in your journey, where God has got to you today. Find some, some moments in there and look back where you can see some, some times of breath in there, some stillness as we just saw. And then the last one is the stillness in your fears. Now, when I get to these last verses, as I have said, I realize that it's not even about the storm anymore. You say, what do you mean? Well, notice the question that Jesus asked in verse number 40. He's calmed the storm already. He said, peace be still. That terminology is the same as used when he talked about uh, rebuking and silencing demons. Peace be still. He's the master of all that creativeness. But it says in verse number 40, why are ye so fearful? And he says this to him. And Matt, you can come on. How is it that ye have no what? What do they not have? Faith. No faith. And a lot of times I'm guilty. You are guilty of this. We trade out fear for faith. And we've been to church all these years and we've heard all type of sermons and we know what is right, we know what is true, but we still get that bad deal of fear over faith. And this is what I took from this story. Here are the disciples in the boat. Here is Jesus in the boat. The whole time they're going through the storm, they're in the boat with the master of the storm. <laughs> the whole time. We must remember this. God is in control. 
the entire way. Through the journey, he didn't say you were going to stay, you were going to pass. Through the struggles, the storms are going to beat, they're going to come. And then through those fears, you said, I am, we've had a, we had a teacher this year, it's her, it's her first year. First year teaching and you've got 20 kids in front of you and they look up and they think, what in the world? What a scary thing to do. And then you've got a little one who's going to be walking tomorrow somewhere and you got to let them go. I understand. I get it. Stillness in your fears. God is in control. I'll leave you with this verse. In Psalms 46, verse number 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you.